hitched a rental trailer to my old truck and headed southeast. End of September, early autumn, the beginning of the best time of year in California. Balmy, dry days, cool nights. When the weather's this good, it's hard to rouse myself out of bed and go to the office in the morning. I want to lie on the beach with my wife, Riva, and Bucky, our two-year-old. Hike up Figueroa Mountain, cruise the bookstores. In the shank of a twilight evening, sit outside on the patio of one of the beachfront restaurants, drink margaritas with like-minded friends, and watch the melting sun die into the ocean. Occasionally, I'll take half a day off, jump on the golf course—my game is pathetic—or play with Riva and Bucky in the waves off Butterfly Beach. Once or twice a month. That's about all I'll allow myself. I can work as much or as little as I want. I'm a lawyer practicing solo. I answer to no one as far as my business is concerned. But I'm a lifer workaholic. Except for a brief hiatus when I left Santa Barbara under a cloud of immense funk and fucked off in the northern California forests, smoking weed, drinking good wine, and making love with the woman who would later grace me by becoming my wife, I've gone into the office and done the job. I'm reliable. You can set your watch by me. Everyone who knows me or knows of me which is just about everyone in Santa Barbara who's in the loop, both from the years when I was the district attorney here to now, as a lawyer specializing in criminal defense, knows they can count on me. Which can be a burden sometimes. But it's my burden, so I bear it. Generally with decent enough goodwill. Over the last year and a half, though, pushing that metaphorical rock up the mountains gotten harder. I've been losing passion. Not for the big picture— Life's better than it's ever been, for my work. It's been a gradual thing, an erosion of faith in the law as it's happening in America today. It's not the people I represent. They're criminals, of course, almost all of them, that's a given. You don't hire a defense attorney and pay him good money unless you're in trouble. And if you're in trouble, it's usually because you've done something wrong. There aren't a lot of innocent people in jail. Forget all those country-western songs. And I am a diamond-hard believer that a good defense for all is one of the best things about this country. But the line is becoming too blurred between what's right and what's wrong, to the point where almost nothing is right or wrong. Things have become so situational, one of those words modern psychologists love to use, that people convince not only themselves, but plenty of others, that virtually anything is justifiable, up to and including murder. What started my feeling this way was a notorious incident that occurred here in Santa Barbara three years ago. I defended a man accused of kidnapping and murdering the 14-year-old daughter of a prominent local family. I got the case by default. No decent criminal lawyer in the city would take it, because of the awfulness of it, and because the girl's parents were big movers and shakers and no one wanted to offend them or bring them any more pain. I was dragooned down from my retreat up north and talked into looking into this morass, then finally, with great reluctance, signed on, more because of personal demons I needed to exercise than the specifics of the case, which were truly terrible. The trial was sensational, a classic Roman circus. At one point, all three major network anchormen, as well as senior reporters from CNN, CNBC, and Court TV, were in Santa Barbara reporting on it live. One of those media mosh pits that wind up being more important than the trials themselves— it took a lot of focusing and discipline not to get sucked into the giddy maelstrom in which everyone involved, defendant, lawyers, family members, became an instant celebrity and lost all sense of proportion and reality. I managed to restrain my baser instincts in that regard, most of the time. Riva, a practical and forceful woman, 
is good about stopping me from stepping in my own shit. It was touch and go until the end, but I got my client off. Since he was innocent of the crime of which he'd been accused, that was a good thing. But that was all he was innocent of. He'd done so many bad things around the periphery that had made the young girl's death almost inevitable that he was almost an accomplice. Morally and ethically, he was. By my sense of morality, anyway. I'm old-fashioned that way. I'm forty-seven years old, and in some ways I'm from another time. It's inconvenient for a lot of people, but it's a quality I hope I never lose. The upshot was, I've been drifting away from straight criminal law, which had been my life's work on both sides of the aisle. Riva and I had long discussions about it. What did I really believe in? What did I want to do? Where did I see my future heading? Where did I want to be in five years? I didn't know those answers. I knew I needed to do something different, but not so different that I was throwing the baby out with the bathwater.